You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. What's up? What's up? We are back. Episode 11. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back to the Stronger Inside Podcast. What's up, man? How you I'm doing? Chilling. I'm chilling, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think we have a new milestone officially. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we, uh, as you know, as the insiders know, your boy was pushing 400. Yeah. A couple years back. So I have crossed that uh, 120 pound mark. So I am down one. Tw- I'm down 121. <laughs> Officially, yes, yes, yes. You okay. You gonna give me my one? You gonna give me my? You gonna give me that one? <laughs> okay. Congrats! Congrats! Hey, congrats! Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Hard work. Hard work. Consistently consistency it is uh it is paying off so yeah um yeah so i appreciate the nudge in this direction but you know you're putting in that work baby yeah it's just something that to me what i see as uh there's the mentality of no finish line so it probably doesn't feel as hard as it used to right because you're just kind of doing what you do right and and it's not a it's not a pull on your, on your training plan within the app. Uh, I have those phases, mm-hmm. those phases of, uh, th- those learning stages. Right. And really for you and your wife, you, you are really, you have achieved what phase four is about, which is, uh, unconscious competence. And, Basically, you perform all these skills without focused thought, meaning it's pretty much second nature for you. Right. And and that is pretty much the final stage. Now, cleaning up your habits and the longer you do it this way, the less likely you are to uh, revert. And that's what we're seeing. So it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, you you are really in this unconscious competence, meaning that to, to make it make more sense. So really the first phase of what you would, when you guys started, uh, so the first phase is unconscious incompetence, meaning you're unaware that there is a need for the, for this skill to be developed. So you really don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that was where you were before you started training. Right. And that's why, you know, you were kind of trying some other things or you were like, I'm just going to work my way. Like I'm going to work out my way out of this thing. I'm going to exercise my way out of this thing. And that's where you were. You were, you were, you were an unconscious incompetence, meaning I don't know why I'm failing and I don't even know that I'm failing. (laughs) You're just like, Hey, this is where I am. Living my best life. (laughs) Basically. Then you went into conscious incompetence, meaning you were aware that there was a need to develop these skills. You were aware that certain diet changes needed to be made. You were aware that you need to get more active and do those things, right? And then phase three was where you were in conscious competence. And a lot of people are probably in phase three, meaning 
you know how to perform these skills, but it requires focused thought, meaning you, it, it takes effort. It, it is something that is just not second nature. You can't really sleepwalk your way through it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of where you were maybe 2000, 2019, probably to probably, honestly, I would say probably right before quarantine, yeah, you had probably just finished phase three. And then when, when this stuff started, when, when a kind of quarantine started and we can look at the successes you've had and the consistency you've put in, you, you pretty much entered the phase four of the unconscious competence where you just, you just check off the boxes, but you're not even trying. Right. And that's where you are right now. And that is where, you know, that's my goal for all the clients, for all my clients, for anybody that works with me. Uh, that is the goal. And when you see people that are really fit, you see people that are trainers, you see people that are athletes, whatever. We're kind of in this mode, unconscious competence. Like it's not work for me to eat the way I eat. It's not work for me to go to the gym. I work in the gym. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, it's actually work for me not to do these things. Right. Because I'm changing my habits, if that makes sense, right? Right. So, so that's awesome that you are there at that point now. Uh, that's really, <laughs> that is the definition of stronger inside right there. That is where you are mentally, emotionally. And now your body and health is the byproduct. So if others can really look at those stages, maybe where they are, and say, how do I get to unconscious competence? Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get to, you're not going to lose a hundred pounds and not get to unconscious competence. You're going to, you're going to be stuck in that same spot and you're going right. to be kind of wheels in, in, in the mud. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll run those down really quick. Again, it's unconscious incompetence, meaning you don't know what you don't know. Then you can graduate to conscious incompetence, meaning you know that there's a need to change. Uh, you just need to work on it. You know something's not right. Then there's conscious competence, meaning that you can get things done. You know how to do it. It just takes some work. You need to be really focused. And then that last part where you kind of graduate is to unconscious competence. And you are just where you are, Ernest, right now to where the way you eat is not a struggle. Uh, and that's, that's awesome, man. That, that is, that is the work and it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> did not. No, did not. Rome was not built in the day. No, it was neither not. Was this, neither was Mr. hundred pounds down. No, no, no. Good stuff, yeah, man. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, one, one of the things that you kind of told me in the beginning was look, listen, it took you 33 years to get your body to this situation. It's going. It's not going. It's not going to take you thirty-three years to get it to a better situation, but it ain't. It's definitely going to take you a while. So stick with it, be consistent, and keep pushing through. You're going to have those moments where it's hard. You're going to have those plateaus where you're not seeing success on the scale, perhaps. But stick with it and continue to work on it, and you will, you know, uh, be rewarded. And I'm, I'm reaping those benefits now, man. And, and I, like I said, I, I, I appreciate you for. For that nudge in the beginning, I yeah. appreciate the uh, you know the workouts and the uh, the commitment to helping me see this through. Uh, I know because when, when we started this process, I had a goal in mind, a, a, a goal weight in mind, um, shortly after we started. But now that I I can see that and I can 
it's a tangible thing now. Yeah. And I'm like, the the way that I want, the way that I envisioned what that was is not what it's not kind of what my body is now. And so I I, I see that goal. I'm I'm going to attain that goal. I know I will. Yeah. But I, I know I'm gonna push past that too. Good. I know Good. I know there's more. I know there's more. I got more to give. I got more to to progress to. And so, you know, that's that's one of the things where that unconscious uh competence is coming through because now I see I can see it in my everyday in my everyday life. You know, when I'm I used to, for instance, I used to go and buy uh shoes and clothes and things like that for for fashion and things of that nature. And now like I'm looking online for for running shoes, you know. Okay. I'm looking online for for workout gear and things like that because um because that's a part of my lifestyle now where yeah. it's like these are things in order for me to, you know, perform better and to and to feel better, I need better quality things. And so uh, when you first started, maybe you didn't put as much money into these things cuz maybe it wasn't you, part of your life as much. It wasn't part of my yeah. life, but right. Yeah. But now that I see that this is what this is what I'm this is what I'm going to do. I'm not, this is not going to change. And so in order for me to, you know, perform the best I can, I need to to have the equipment that I need, whether it be the clothes or the shoes or, you know, yeah. the weights and the the bands and things like that. And so you got to invest investing yeah. in those things is investing in myself. That, that's funny. That's that's true. Yeah. Uh, I've had clients sometimes that they'll say, "You have a lot of shoes, don't you?" And then, but it's, it's the way they look at it. Right. And then I go, well, you got a lot of work shoes too, don't you? Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's like, this is what I do. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of shoes because I work <laughs> in these yeah. shoes. I yeah. work out and I work in these shoes. So yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's good. And that's good. Yeah, uh, I've been working on some stuff too, man. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a couple projects to share with you guys and maybe some different formats, maybe YouTube format and some other things to really help drive home some of the things we talk about here. I'm waiting uh, for that. Waiting for that windmill dump. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there. So uh, yeah, I've been working. <laughs> I've been working on uh, seeing if I can get my vertical back up to where you know even somewhere close possibly to mm-hmm. where it was back in the day. You know, back in the day. If you don't know, I am 35 years old, so that is not the athletic prime of a. Uh, dunking <laughs> per se so so I, when your vert was measured back in at your i never at the height, i never officially measured it we never, never really did a uh, like combine kind of thing but okay I, I i have no problem saying you know it was 40-ish you know, <sighs> I, I, I have some witnesses that okay have no problem uh signing off on that what, what would you say hey for the average person, the average run-of-the-mill guy I seen at the gym, you probably jumped higher than most of them, uh, especially being six foot, six one. I, I yeah, I seen some six four, six five guys get up there, but for you being about six foot, six one, there wasn't nobody that was gonna jump over you. I seen you, I seen you baptize a couple cats at the rim. So, <laughs> so yeah, so. I've uh, I've been a witness to 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 the yeah. and and really it was for me to uh, just get back in better shape and mm-hmm. uh, uh, get my get my body fat down. Uh, so that was something I've been working on. That's going to be a second project. So you know, right now today I was about two oh five and hitting about fourteen percent on on the body scan and the 
in the body fat percentage area. So I'm working towards back to getting that. Cause I mean, when I was playing, I was like 185, 189 at the most. Yeah. So this is, this is a, this is a different body <laughs> right. and, and a little bit older, uh, but I think I'll be able to get the two hands and maybe some, some, something slightly impressive in a couple weeks. Look at that. We both in the twos. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I think, yeah, I hadn't seen 199 for maybe it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a 199 in a while. So I, I think I'll get there because I'm working on the running goal too, trying to get that mile. Uh, I think I'm going to try to see if I can get a 630 mile. Ugh. So <laughs> why you make that face? I, I, I wake up at 6.30 to go run my mile, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's your 6.30 close, mile? That's, that's the closest I'm going to get to the 6.30 mile. <laughs> never say never, man. Never say never. Uh, yeah, so uh, I want to see, just keep that. And that's what that's what's something that uh, I feel like maybe what I was missing, uh, the, the physical challenges, because mm-hmm. I could kind of get bored with fitness a little bit in terms of... Uh, just lifting and doing different stuff. So I, I really try to do different stuff. Last summer, I did uh, tennis and swimming lessons just to keep myself interested and find different ways to train because it can get boring. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, lifting weights is not the same as playing basketball. Right. So, you know, I, I found that basketball league prior to the COVID breakout, then that got canceled. So just using these different little challenges to see you know, how fast I can get my mile time down. If I can get back to dunking with two hands easily and seeing what I can do. So I hope you guys can follow me on that, on that process. That's, that's my end of, you know, doing some transformations and things like that. So I'll, I'll have some of that stuff for us in different formats and we'll keep, we'll keep uh, showing you guys that a lot of things are possible with uh, consistency and hard work. Let's get into episode 11. So we are going to, get back into the training side of things. We've talked a lot about habits, environment, nutrition, wellness. We're gonna get back into the training side of things because we don't wanna lose sight of that. That, that is maybe not as important when it comes to weight loss or uh, managing a healthy body weight, but it is important. So let, let's get back to that. So today we're gonna to talk about how to improve your workouts, how to work smart, not just hard. Yeah, uh, I think that is a very, very important topic because there are people who are, from their perspective, doing what they need to do, but they're not seeing the changes they want, meaning that they are weight training, but they are seeing minimal results. And that is something that working in the gyms for years, I've seen. I can see who's consistent, I can see who's not, and sometimes even those consistent people, they come in and they're, they're doing just some small things wrong, and they're actually working hard, but it's not the most efficient way to do things. And if they tweak some things, they could take that energy that they're putting into uh, the changes, that energy that they're putting into training, they would actually start to see better results. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to, do something without results. You don't want to put in hours over weeks and months and not really reap the benefits. Absolutely not. Yeah, nobody so wants that. Nobody wants that. That that that's just and that's frustrating. And then that mm-hmm. could lead 
to somebody kind of quitting and saying, oh, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll run down a couple couple things and uh, it, probably some of our listeners will be able to identify with some of these. And uh, if not, maybe they'll see somebody else that does these things and they can learn from it. So let's do this. Let, let's, let's start with this one. Bodybuilding culture has kind of infiltrated general fitness culture, meaning that a lot of people who want to get fit, and this is, this is really on the, you see this more so on the male side of things, but even so with the, with the uh, women, somebody wants to lose weight or somebody just wants to get in shape. They want to get stronger. They want to reduce body fat, build muscle. It doesn't even mean that they will be so overweight. They could just be, uh, they could be in a normal BMI, but they just want to build muscle. Uh, what they do is they, they will possibly pick up a bodybuilding style training program. That, if, you're, if that is not your goal, then that might not be what's best for you. So a bodybuilding training program is for a bodybuilder. You can't be a bodybuilder part-time in terms of uh, effort, right? Right. That means this is a full, in terms of effort, this is a full-time job. I'm not talking about the money you make from it, but we're talking about the the effort that you put into it. Bodybuilding is a a full-time job. So a lot of the issues that people who have, people that are struggling Somebody who's in a bodybuilding training program, they don't have those issues. They work out five, six, seven days a week. They're putting two, three hours into the gym, whether it be uh, aggressive weight training, adding in long uh, states of cardio sessions. They're doing all these things to really change, manipulate the body and push it to a a whole new level, right? Mm -hmm. If that's not your goal, then you shouldn't be training that way. If you're, if you're a busy uh, parent or a, a traveling professional and you have two to three days a week to work out, then you shouldn't be trying to use a program made for somebody who needs to weight train five, six days a week. And I'll, I'll tell you the differences with that. So bodybuilding means that you're going to and there's different splits, meaning that there's different uh, days of the week that you do different muscles, different body parts, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to bodybuilding means build your body. In order to build muscle on that level, you need to really tax certain body parts with high volume, meaning that you're doing that's where the, the, uh, the phrase leg day comes into play, right? Well, I'm doing, you know, when you go to the gym and be like, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing chest. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing chest and arms or I'm doing legs, meaning that you're going to do four, five exercises and they're all involving those muscles, right? Right. That is not something somebody that is a beginner or somebody who has a non-bodybuilding goal should be doing because if you are doing all legs on this day what does that mean you're not doing chest arms back you're not yeah you're not working any of those muscles (laughs) and then that's where people feel that's where some uh 
we've talked about DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. That's where that really kicks in because you have really taxed your, uh, you've tore the muscle fibers, uh, you've fried your central nervous system in terms of uh, whether you did legs or whatever. And it's like, whoa. And then because you were, you put so much volume into it, you need a couple of days to recover. So that's why you can't walk the next day. And then the next day you need to rest. The next day you need to rest. And while that body part is resting the next day. So let's say that Monday, right? You did the leg day, right? Now you can't walk, but it's okay because you're going to go do chest. Right. Right. And then you do chest and you're like, ah, I can't, I can't even wash my hair in the shower. And then your legs are still recovering. And then Wednesday you do back and you're like, ah, it's so, you know, it's taxing. Right. And then it comes around back again to Thursday or Friday, whatever, however your, your thing is set up, then you might get back to legs. Mm-hmm. And that's how a bodybuilding style workout works to where you tax, 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 one body part, one area, let it rest. And then you, you do that over and over. But what if you only have two or three days to work out in the week? Mm. You can't do legs on Tuesday chest on Thursday then come back the next week and do back that Tuesday and then legs again that next Thursday that's too much time in between right and you're not you're not going to see the benefit so if you're not able to be consistent with your schedule and you're going you're going to have too much time in between to really do some of these bodybuilding style workouts and a lot of times they'll have guys and they'll show you how to do it but if you only have two to three days, then you should be doing full body workouts, meaning that you should be doing, it's okay to do one exercise for chest, one exercise for back, one exercise for legs, and then whatever, and then do the same thing Thursday, then do the same thing Saturday, and then you can still build that way. Mm-hmm. Because you have general goals, you want to build muscle, but you you're not going to try to do this bodybuilding style workout because if you're not a bodybuilder, why are you doing it? Right. If you're not a basketball player, why are you doing, you know, plyometrics? You know that you should be doing, if you're not a boxer, why are you hitting a heavy bag? There's a reason for all these workouts in terms of performance and look. So you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's one of the, one of the benefits of our training is that most of our workouts are because you haven't done uh, that, right? We haven't done anything where it was just like you you're gonna kill our legs this day, and then the next day you're gonna kill our arms. It's we do full we do full body workouts. Yeah, all, all the time, all the time we're doing full. Yeah, body you workouts. have not had a, a whole chest day where you did a barbell bench press, then you did uh incline dumbbell bench press then you did cable flies then you did tricep push downs then you did push-ups like if that's that's a bodybuilding style workout mm-hmm. and if you have the schedule that allows for that and you have the goals for that and you can uh feel yourself properly for that then yeah you're gonna really see the changes in your body but if you don't have that time you can't you can't train that way all right so let's go to the opposite side of that. You know, that, that's a high intensity uh, style of doing things. Uh, lifting light weights. So if, if you are training consistently and your body is not cha- changing, it's possible you're just lifting light weights. 
you're not challenging your body to change. We don't want you looking to be sore every day like we just described with the bodybuilding style workout. No, that's not Mm -hmm. what you should be chasing. But you should know that this is easy or too easy and I need to go ahead and move up in weight. And you never really uh, fell into that because you were tracking with the program. You were able to enter your weights and we can go all the way back to when you first started if we wanted to, and you can see how your lifts have improved. Yeah. You're strong out here. (laughs) But I I see see that with um, kind of with my my wife a lot. Because when we first started, she would do the lighter weights and what do you call the the pink dumbbells? Yeah, the pink dumbbells. Yeah, so she would do the lighter weights. But after a while, it was like these are she knew that these weren't doing the trick. So she would get up and next thing you know, she's, you know, five, 10 pounds behind me on some of these workouts. And I'm like, maybe mine are are too light. Yeah. And so, and so so, uh, it was, it was good. It was good to see that she saw that, you know, I can do these. I can, I could go through the motions with these workouts if I do it with these 10 or 15s, but I get the most out of the workouts if I do it with with the 25s. And, yeah. and and I can do it with the 25. It's 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 harder, yes, but I can do it. Yeah. And that that is what's going to make you stronger. That's what's going to improve everything that you're looking to get out of. Because most times this is what happens. People are trying to just change the composition of the body, they want to burn fat, right? And they're not associating being strong with building muscle, which means burning fat. All if we do pound for pound strength, the pound for pound strongest clients that I have that are female are on the smaller side. So you're not going to be big and bulky. You're going to be dense and compact and it's going, you're not going to look big and people. So just working on strength is going to help you maintain that body, burn the body fat that you want and be lean. So you have to change your body. You have to lift, you have to lift, you have to lift. And if you don't want to, you're probably going to be, you're going to fall into that category where you're like, Oh yeah, I've been, I've been right now. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're wondering if you're in this category or not, what weight do you use for a dumbbell row? What weight do you use for a uh, dumbbell bench press? What weight do you use when you do squats, whether it be barbell, goblet squats with a dumbbell or a kettlebell? What weight do you use? Now ask yourself, two months ago, what weight did you you use? If the answer is you don't know, if the answer is uh, the same, then you're in this category because there's no way that you should be training consistently doing the same weight because now why would your body change mm-hmm. how are you getting stronger so that, that 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 is where the challenge comes into and unfortunately that is something more so that women do struggle with more so than men because men want to get stronger and they push themselves a little bit more and on the flip side men actually kind of do that a little too much and then they might lead to injury or yeah. some things like that so we want to be in the middle we want to work hard, work smart. You want to push yourself, but not so much that you, you know, you throw your back out trying to deadlift too much weight. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. So that takes us to this, not just lifting too light, but you're doing too little volume. And this kind of goes back to uh, the bodybuilder style workout, right? That's high, high, high volume, right? Mm -hmm. Perhaps you don't need to be at that high of volume, but what you'll see with a beginner workout program or something, and it depends where you are, who you are and where you are in your fitness journey, but three sets isn't enough sometimes. What? Ex expect, you know, that's the magic number, right? Yeah. I'm going to do three sets <laughs> and I'm good. Sets. I'm good. Gucci. But anybody who is strong and is lifting a significant amount of weight, three sets is not enough because you're using sometimes two sets just to warm your body up. Mm. So the bigger you are, the stronger you are the more you actually have to kind of warm up, right? So let's, let's do this for example. Let's take uh, somebody who's not as strong. Let's say they're going to only be able to barbell squat, back squat, the bar, 45 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. They put 45 pound bar on their back and they squat. Their warm up is probably just going to be bodyweight squats or they could get a kettlebell or something and really get down low and, and get themselves loose but they're going to squat one warm-up set then they're going to get into their body weight or they're going to get into their barbell squats right yep even if they're doing sets of eight and it's tough or getting the 12 once they put it back we're, we're talking about the average it doesn't even matter if it's man or woman or you know a younger guy who's not as strong you're, you you weigh over 100 pounds. You, you know, you're around, <laughs> who, who knows? You're between 102 pounds to 190 pounds, right? If you're putting 45 pounds on your back and lifting. You're not going to tax your body so much. And your body doesn't have to be so prepared to lift it, right? Because it's not a big jump. Right. But if you take somebody like The Rock, or I'll even take myself, for example, right? If I'm going to do sets of are you comparing yourself to the rock right now no okay just <laughs> I'm doing sets of five <laughs> right and i'm gonna back squat i don't know let's see because I've, I've been working my way back up since quarantine but uh i did more higher up so let's last time i last time i did back squats was it was earlier this week and i got up to 195 for sets of eight i knew that that wasn't going to be I know I can lift a little bit more, but because of the type of program that I'm doing, I am uh, doing plyometrics, I am doing running. I'm not gonna do a body build. I'm not gonna destroy my legs through weight training and then I can't run and jump. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, so that's why I'm not lifting as heavy as I could with the, with the back squat. But even then, I didn't just put 190 pounds on the bar for my first set. I did uh, 135 pounds, 155 pounds. Then I got to, and sometimes you would call that your working set because now you're doing three sets of, the, of that working weight. Mm -hmm. You're not doing, you're not counting <laughs> your first warm-up set. I didn't do 135, 155, one set of 195 and then move on to the next exercise. Right. My body's not going to change if I do that. 
So I'm really doing five, six sets, but really those three uh, working sets, now that my body is warmed up, and now I can actually lift the appropriate amount of weight. And that's something that you have to do as you get stronger, especially if you, you, know, you do that with your bench press, you do that with your deadlifts, you do that with uh, uh, barbell rows or uh, overhead pressing. You're, you're going to do that. You're not just going to jump into you know, the people that are really strong and they're 200 plus pounds, 300 pounds on a bar. That's not going to be their first set. <laughs> you will, you will, you are asking for injury. You think right. you're walk off the street and put 315 on your back and squat it. Right. Yeah. So they can't, they're not doing three sets, right? So even if you are somebody who is not as strong, you probably need a little bit less warm up, maybe one set even, and then get into your workout. But you are going to uh, still need more than three sets, four sets, five sets. So, uh, there's, there's programs to where, yeah, you're going to do five sets of five. It's called five by five. And you're going to build on that. So you're not just doing three sets. Three is not the magic number. Uh, depends on what type of program you're running. But if that is somewhere you're falling in the uh, falling short in, add another set to your compound lifts. And that's something we'll go into next. We're not talking about add another set of curls, add another set of uh, – tricep kickbacks or calf raises we're talking about the, the big 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 lifts right i think when we first started i think we probably was were starting around the three sets yeah but then soon thereafter it increased to five and i'm telling you when we opened that app and we saw five <laughs> we called you everything but a child guy that's not fair that's not fair we'll be here all day with the five uh-huh. but but the, but that, like you said, it really helped because as I was going through the program, I would see what I did previously because it shows up on the app. And, um, your your barbell, I mean, your bench press, your dumbbell bench press, you, you use 65s, right? So I would say, okay, well, I did four sets last week at the, at the 65. All right, so I'm going to do... I'm gonna do three sets this week at the 65 and then see and see if I can do the last set, the last two with 75s, right? So yeah. that's how I kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna kind of warm up with what I did last time and then try to increase it this time. And so yep. if I was able to get to 75, then the next week I would kind of do the same thing again where I would do one set with 65 and then do four with the 75s as I kind of yeah. increase increase that weight. And there's a lot of different training methods that you can implement. Uh, we've even done to where you've done your three sets and doing your fourth set. I asked you to do as many reps as possible, almost like right. a burnout set, or sometimes there's a, something called a drop set. And those are those are more advanced uh, principles, and that's not something that you should be doing off the bat. But those are ways to, again, make sure that you're progressing. Because uh, I like doing that as many reps as possible in that last set, because then we can see where your strength really is. So here, here is, here's something that can help our listeners, our insiders, right? Here's a, here's a little insider tip. If you think you're lifting too light, right, and you're not sure, next time you're, you're training and you have your uh, three sets of 12 or three sets of 14 or three sets of 10 or whatever, right, and you do that, then get your same amount of rest, do a fourth set and see how many reps you can do. If you're doing three sets of 10, and then on the fourth set, you can do 18 reps, then that means your sets of 10 were too low. Right. If you're, if you're doing sets of 12 and you get to 20 reps, 
then that means the weight you were using previously was too light. Uh, but yeah, that is going to allow you to say, okay, I can do more. And the next time I come back, my sets of 10, 12 or whatever needs to be heavier because I should only be able to do whatever the prescribed number of reps is on that last set. I should only be able to do 10 or 12 or maybe have one extra in the, in the tank. You know, you don't have to go to absolute muscle failure, but it shouldn't, you should not leave seven reps on the table per se, mm -hmm. cause then you're just not getting stronger. So uh, that would be too little volume, add some volume, add a set and, and you'll possibly see a, a difference right there. This next one, this, this is a little tough because you're going to need some training experience or you're going to need some coaching to really pinpoint what you're doing wrong with this. But I would say if you're going through the motions and not getting quality reps, that means you are kind of rushing, lifting with poor form, not really getting uh, full contractions and also not having your body aligned the right way so that you're not, for example, if you're doing a dumbbell row on a bench, of course, when you're doing a pulling motion, which is a row, you should feel your back muscles working. That's your primary mover. Then second would be uh, the bicep, right? Mm -hmm. But in order to keep yourself in proper position and not uh, compromise your, your torso, your compromise your, your position, you should feel your core, your abdominal muscles working. You should have, you should not have a rounded lower back. You should have a, a, a flat back or what we, a, a phrase would be a neutral spine. So you should have that. And even prior to pulling that dumbbell, you should feel those abs on. And right. that's something that we've worked towards with all our uh, exercises right to so where it was like every time we did something it was like do you feel your abs on do you feel this right do you feel your glutes engaged whatever we were doing because that is those muscles between your knees and your shoulders that pillar area that that needs to be on you need to be aligned properly so right. if you're doing a row with a rounded lower back and you're kind of shrugging at the shoulder using your trap using your trap in your arm your abs are off and you're just pulling this weight up and i see that a lot you're not going to get stronger as fast as somebody who is doing it properly and they might even start off lighter than you but they're going to really build their back properly they're going to get stronger within their core and they're going to build muscle because they're going to get quality reps and then going back to the speed of things if you're rushing through there there's certain uh rep counts and i don't get too far into that depending on on the client but uh it, it sh you shouldn't shouldn't be rushing through because there's something called time under tension time under tension basically is the amount of time a muscle is held under tension during that exercise meaning that there's three phases when you're performing an exercise there's the concentric motion so let's use a and and when i say speed the the phrase would be tempo there's we would call it tempo but there there's three phases to for example a dumbbell curl right mm -hmm. so your your hand is at your hip 
you're bringing your hand up to, towards your shoulder area so you feel that bicep contracting. That's the concentric movement. It's contracting, concentric mm -hmm. is going up, right. right? Then at some point, even if it's for a small moment or it's, it's going to stop, right? That would be isometric, meaning you've heard that phrase before, like a plank. A plank is an exercise, but you're just holding, right? Right. That's is an isometric movement. So now, even within a, a bicep curl, you have to stop before you go down. So that's the isometric portion. And then lowering the weight, coming back down, would be the eccentric portion, right? So if you are rushing up on the concentric portion, like one, and then you have no control going down, you didn't really even stop for isometric, you didn't, and you're not even going down under control, was your muscle really under tension? Mm. Not really, right? You just weren't right. going up for one and 0.5 seconds, then you just come down under uh, with no control. But now you could even do, and this is why bands are able to be effective. All listeners right now, do a bicep curl with nothing in your hand, right? You're just gonna, if you're in a chair or stand, squeeze your muscle before you start to bring your arm up, then bring your arm up, and squeeze it the whole time, feel that bicep, stop at the top, one, two, and then come back down under control, one, two. It was easy because there's no weight, but you felt that bicep working, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if you're using weights and you're doing it properly doing that, that's, you're gonna build your muscle. If you're not doing it that way, and it doesn't have to be that slow of a tempo. It doesn't have to be a, a, a two second, but you just have to be uh, conscious and aware of being under control, getting that stop and come on back down. If, that, if that's not what you're doing and you're rushing through and you're just kind of flailing around, you're not getting a lot of time under tension. And you're probably, even though you're doing 12 reps and the next man is doing, or the next person is doing 12 reps, guess what? It's not the same quality reps and they're going to build muscle and you're not and right. you both were in the same gym for the same amount of time and guess what happened you were working out inefficiently so keep that in mind time under tension uh we've done some things like that where we've done the pause squats we've done even more when it was body weight earnest and you were doing some of the quarantine workouts you did uh that half squat get up oh yeah yeah because and you didn't come all the way up right so you right. so the uh the quads were still under tension for pretty much the whole time. And you could feel that. Definitely felt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, it's going to be a shot to the fellas. Mm. This is for uh, Captain Chicken Legs out there, whoever that mm. may be. <laughs> uh, you don't train your legs. Huh. You don't train your legs. And this, this kind of goes back to uh, worrying about... Um, targeting mm. and you know you only want to work the chest and the back and the upper body and you're not training your legs uh, i've never really ran into and we'll, we'll do a flip side of this for the women uh but I mean, you, you never really run into women who don't train their legs it's, it's men who they're, they're oh, i'm gonna do chest i'm gonna do back i'm gonna i'm gonna do arm day a whole day just for your arms mm -hmm. <laughs> a whole day just for your arms you gotta look good in those tank tops you gotta get the you know that that 
torso looking right. So <laughs> we want the abs and the the nice shoulders and the arms and those types of things, right? We want to be able to flex. Yeah, if you're not training legs, you should be one. Let, let's talk about uh, building strength, building a building a strong body, being a better athlete. You need to have strong legs. What holds up your torso? Your legs. <laughs> if you have weak legs, you have poor balance, you have uh, you can't do single leg movements, you're just not strong, you're going to have imbalances. It's going to catch up to you sooner or later. So mm -hmm. you should be training your legs. Uh, and then also when it comes to a, a weight loss standpoint, if you are trying to burn as much fat as possible, you want to do heavy lifts. So think about how many uh, muscles you're using when you do a barbell front squat, a back squat, uh, even a deadlift, depending on, I mean, a deadlift is more of a full body, your back is involved, but your legs are involved as well, your posterior chain. A deadlift, if you're not deadlifting, you're not back squatting, you're not squatting, you're not squatting heavy, you're, you're kind of not worried about those things, you're missing out on burning a lot of calories. You're, not, you're missing out on building big muscles. Like, seriously, like look at the size of your hamstrings, your glutes, your quads. Even if you don't have overdeveloped, if you don't have fully developed muscular legs, but just look at the size of those muscles and then look at you know, your bicep and all those other things. There's a reason they are bigger. So if you wanna, if you wanna lose body fat, you need to do these big, uh, especially guys, you need to lift with your legs. You need to do legs, not just cardio, not just upper body, not trying to get, you know, your, your beach body. <laughs> it's about lifting with your legs and you're going to see a, a big change. When I'm my leanest, I'm deadlifting and squatting because those are big parts and staples of the program. I never, I never take those out. Um, right now, like I just said to, I'm not doing as much uh, accessory leg exercises in terms of weight training as much because I've introduced more plyometrics and I only have a certain amount of time to train. So, but I still am going to do my heavy back squats. I'm still going to do my heavy front squats. I'm still going to do my heavy deadlifts, uh, you know, sets of five, sets of six, maybe sets of eight, but I'm not going, I'm just not going to erase them. I'm not going to only do leg press or uh, was it tricep or excuse me, the, leg extensions that's mm -hmm. where you sit down and you extend the legs and you're working on your quads you're not going to build big quads with the leg extension that's an accessory exercise you can pinpoint and that can be done after uh squats or even a leg press um i don't really do leg press that much because it's not there's, n there's nothing that's going to benefit me from an athletic standpoint right but in terms of building mass building muscle uh, the leg press can come into play. Mm. Uh, but if you're, if you're, those are going to build big, big muscles and they're going to burn a lot of calories. So you should be lifting heavier with those things. I completely agree. I think before we started, before I started the process, I used to have big time back problems. I'm talking about like running for, like I used to play basketball or whatever, running for a period of time, my back would tighten up, mm -hmm. um, real uncomfortable to the point where, you know, you start feeling it in your legs a little bit. And so you have to, I just have to stop running. But so that was some of my trepidation to doing some of the squats and deadlifts and things like that. Yeah. But as I, as we did them, 
and you know started with lighter weight and started doing it more and more and more and and, and adding weight i got to a point where i i having a stronger back really helped uh, alleviate the pain yeah cuz you know my i i was i was big i carried a lot of my weight in the front you know, a lot of that, um, yeah, a lot of that visceral body fat. And so a lot of that was pulling on my back. So as I'm running, that's pulling on me. That's, you know, it's uh, not even it, just when you're running is all right, day, all, all day long, <laughs> right? All long, but even, but you know what I'm saying? But so just putting the extra strain on my back, it needed to be stronger. It affects my body strength, but it affects my posture. It affects so much more when you're, when your back is strong, when your legs are strong. So, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. With you. Yeah. And then your posterior chain, what we talked about, your posterior chain, like I said, your lower back pain has been alleviated because your hamstrings are stronger, your glutes are stronger. Uh, and then by doing all those compound lifts, your abs are stronger. That's not in the front of your body. But then also you have you have external obliques. You have a lot of other uh, just smaller muscles that are allowing you to be strong and have stability. And then, like you said, your, your posture is improved. And now the backside of your body is really strong and it's able to support itself and then perform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no way I'm running these miles and two miles and things like that with a back that seizes up after, you know, 50 yards. Yeah. 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 Good point, man. So now we're going to take it to the ladies. Hey, ladies. <laughs> you only train legs. Because <laughs> you don't want to get bulky, you know. You mm -hmm. don't want you don't want traps like Terry Crews. So <laughs> you're only gonna do legs, right? You're only gonna squat. You're only gonna do lunges. You're only gonna do all these other, you know, uh, glute bridges and hip thrust and leg extensions and hamstring curls and a little bit of core. Then you're out. Then you're good. You're not gonna you're not gonna bench press. You're not gonna do uh lat pull downs or pull-ups you're not gonna do shoulder presses overhead pressing you're not gonna do any of that you're just gonna train legs do cardio and do a little bit of core right <laughs> and and it's the flip side you're missing out on big muscles again right you are missing out on your chest your back the back side of your body all the benefits that ernest just talked about uh, that come from even having a not necessarily the posterior chain was the lower back side of your body, whether it be hamstrings, glutes, but when we come up to the upper back, the thoracic area, you want that to be strong as well. There's people who have a different posture, posture dysfunctions, like you would, uh, you see somebody with rounded shoulders, uh, you call it upper cross syndrome, uh, to where uh, you have really tight traps and then you have tight pecs. So really, you're, you're, you're rounded, that poor posture, you know, like that person who's kind of kind of looks meek and kind of insecure, but mm -hmm. they're not even doing it on purpose. It's just like that's where their body is kind of conformed to. That, right. that means that the middle upper part of your back, those muscles are not strong. They're, they're weak. That's why your back is open and, and your chest is tight in the, in the front. So you should be able to open up. So think of somebody grabbed in between your shoulder blades, right? Mm -hmm. and grabbed your shirt and just pulled it like you see how your back kind of opens up yeah that's what happens when you do rows and pull downs and you strengthen the thoracic side of your body mm -hmm. and now you have good posture you feel your shoulders turn back i mean Ernest, you could if we look at your before and after pictures yeah we reduce fat and you know 
everywhere and especially on the backside of your body, your upper back area. But look at your hands, the hand placement, your, your upper back was rounded. It wasn't just that you had body fat there. It was that those muscles were weak. Mm-hmm. And that's why your hands were basically facing the camera when we did a back view, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you do a, a back view, we only see almost like your hands are doing a karate chop, right. right? Meaning that the palms are facing each other. They're not facing the actual camera from the backside. Right. And that means that your shoulders have came back, that upper thoracic spine area, the thoracic, those muscles are stronger. So if you want to improve your posture, you should, if you want to work big muscles, and again, big muscles burn more calories, you're going to be able to get those benefits. So ladies, you should be training your upper body. You should be training back. You should be training chest along with the same way that you train legs and squats and, you know, eight different variations of squats that you found from your favorite Instagrammer and (laughs) all the little bands and all that stuff. They're called influencers. Influencers. Yeah. They influence you to do stuff that you might not necessarily need. (laughs) (laughs) Influence you to buy their, their leggings. Uh But I can't knock the hustle. All right. So then we'll take a, so we, we talked, we picked on the guys for not doing legs. We picked on the girls for only doing legs. So now let's get back to, uh, Everybody, you don't deadlift. Now, I understand that if you don't know how to deadlift, that uh, you could be a little bit worried. And, but you, there's nothing wrong with learning. There, there's all the resources in the world. It's 2020. You can learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can learn anything. So we've done a lot of different variations of deadlifts in our program, Ernest. We've never really gotten to a point where we've done really, really heavy standard deadlifts. Uh, I think we're... Did your, your previous gym have a trap bar or it didn't? No, no it trap didn't. bar. Okay, yes. Yeah, so you didn't have access to that. But that is something that we should be doing. You should be doing deadlifts because that is one of the most, if not the most efficient exercise you're going to do because it is working your whole body per se. Uh, you're picking weight up off the floor. So your grip is involved, forearms, back, if you're not, if you're doing them properly and you're not compromising your position, then your, your whole core is involved. Then we go into your posterior chain, your glutes, your hamstrings, even as you push through the floor, you're going to feel quads and even calves. You're not doing a calf raise, but it's just your whole body's being taxed. Your mm-hmm. whole body is picking up this weight off the floor. So that's why you can have shorter workouts when you're doing big time heavy lifts and you're getting more bang for your buck versus doing a leg extension. Think about the amount of time. If, if you do leg extensions in five minutes, right? Three, four sets where I have leg extensions. Mm-hmm. And I do <laughs> three, four sets of deadlifts in five minutes. Who do you think's body is, is working harder, burning more calories, getting more benefit? Uh, deadlifts. Exactly. Mr. Deadlifts. Yeah. Exactly. Now, it's not always going to be a, a trade-off, but now if I did deadlifts, I did pull-ups, I did bench press, I did uh, some barbell rows, I've got a pretty efficient workout. My whole body's been working. Mm-hmm. If you did maybe two of those, and then you did bicep curls, then you did leg extensions, then you did calf raises, you didn't really cover all your bases. Now, if that's part of your program and you work out every single day, 
then yeah, maybe you can get away with that. And maybe you're on some type of bodybuilding workout. But if you have two to three days a week to work out, you need to be hitting those big exercises. And number one would be deadlifts. And that's something that I start a lot of my clients out with to where they're, they're picking up. And then the good thing about it is you go, oh, I am strong. You're gonna, we, we start off light. And mm-hmm. as you get stronger, we start adding 10, 20 pounds. Next thing you know, people are, they're picking up triple digits, 100 pounds, 130 pounds, 150 pounds, depending on who you are. And then it's going to continue to go up 200, again, depending on who you are. But those numbers, people don't think about those numbers when they begin. Mm-hmm. And they don't, no. think about, they don't think about those numbers when they're focused on weight loss. Right. You don't think about how strong can I get when you're thinking about how much weight can I lose? How small can I get? <laughs> yeah, but they should, but that should be what you're doing. And you right. should be getting so much stronger while you're losing losing the weight, especially early on. Um, so yes, should be deadlifting no matter who you are. Some variation, doesn't matter if it's a trap bar, traditional barbell, uh, mixing in Romanian deadlifts, uh, using kettlebells, doing a single side. Uh, something that I had to do through quarantine workouts I have, a, I have a barbell set in my house and wasn't able to get into the gym. But the most weight I have in terms of the, the barbell set up with the bumper plates is a hundred and I only had 165 pounds, right? So I'm not going to do 20 sets of 20 with barbell deadlifts, right? So this is what I did. Uh, I did a suitcase deadlift. So that means that I put 135 on the side on the bar and then I turned sideways so I'm parallel to the bar and you guys can look these up suitcase deadlifts and so my hands in the middle of the of the bar and so I'm doing it on on one side so I would do lower amount of sets the same way when I'm doing deadlifts I'm doing sets of five or six or whatever right so I'm doing this uh suitcase deadlift with 135 pounds because I'm using one arm Mm. so I may do and I was like I'm still going to be efficient. I'm not just going to do a bunch of lightweight stuff. I'm still going to find a way to be efficient. So yeah, I I did a suitcase deadlift. And that's something that I do earlier with my clients, whether it be a kettlebell or something, right? Because that really taxes your core because now you're only loaded on one side. Yeah. Those those farmer carries and... Yeah. 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 So so that's what I did uh, for my deadlifts for that portion of time when I wasn't able to get in the gym. I was doing the suitcase uh, deadlifts with my with my barbell all right uh let's move to this one uh this this is something that a lot of people fall victim to body weight with low reps uh there's nothing wrong with body weight exercises uh you have to get creative you have to find things that are actually appropriate for your strength level or you could find yourself uh kind of wasting your time i guess because you your body will change and catch up and you need to find a way to continue to find a new stimulus and force it to change, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're a strong person or if you're, if you're leaving the beginner stages and getting to the intermediate stages of, of training, you're, if you're going to do bodyweight exercises, you're going to have to really add some reps. Uh, a set of 15 reps for your, for your body weight, uh, especially if you're doing a limited amount of uh, sets. So yeah, you can't, th- you can't do three sets of 15 for squats with just body weight. Right. If you've been training for a while, mm-hmm. that's not going to work for you. 
and it's not going to quote unquote prevent you from getting bulky. You're not going to look like your favorite bar uh, class instructor by doing this. No, you need to challenge your body. So uh, if you're going to do, if you only have access to body weight exercises uh, and you're doing squats and you've, you have a trained body, you need to be getting up to sets of 25, 30, whatever's appropriate for you um, so that your body can really feel something new. You, know, you guys don't have that much access to the gym right now. So you guys have been doing a lot of body weight stuff that you've mixed right. in. How, how's that working for you? It's good. I, I think they're getting easier. Um, or less difficult, I would say. Easy is not the right word I want to use. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think we're able to really get through them better now than in the beginning because even we put the uh, the workout that we – similar to the, the Beat the Trainer workout, we have a workout on, on, our, on the app where it's a mile in the beginning and then five sets of 25 sit-ups, 25 squats – and 15 push-up and then another mile at the end and so the 25 squats is kind of like that uh squat party or something like that on the app yeah and so doing that consistently is a we're able to improve and get better at it and things like that and then we have exercises where it's 16 minutes of burpees and squats where yeah. it's just like so you have a minute to do the the 15 burpees and then if you get it done in 30 seconds and you have 30 seconds to rest and then as soon as that minute is up then it's like boom you're jumping into the uh to the next exercise and you go you go like that for a straight 16 minutes and so the first time it was uh, in, in, uh impossible <laughs> <laughs> i had to switch a whole nother language for that one the first time but after you know trying it a couple times it gets easier and easier um, one of the more difficult ones is a sit-up, the sit-up one, where you know twenty-five sit-ups and then, um, then the push-ups and they or yeah. or some I forget sit-ups. That's, 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 that's taking you to like eight sets though, right? Right, right. Now we're talking two hundred, right? Two hundred reps, right? In a in a in a short window, yeah, right. Yeah. In a relatively short window of time, you where you you're knocking out. 200 squats and 125 push-ups and you know 120 burpees and so you're knocking all this out in like a 16 minute window and yeah. so um those are some of the things that pushes our body and really um lets us know kind of where we're at as, as far as strength and conditioning and fitness and yeah yeah, but do you see how even though it is body weight, mm -hmm. you're you're getting up to pretty much the hundreds when it comes to the reps, mm -hmm. where you're doing uh, if it's a circuit or or that type of workout uh, that you're referring to, one of those uh, every minute on the minute type workouts they they call the EMOM. That's kind of from the CrossFit world a little bit, but uh, mm. what we're doing is is making sure that yeah you're you're only doing body weight so what but you're not doing a body weight you're not doing uh a standard strength training resist resistance training workout with body mm -hmm. weight right it, it would be ill-advised for somebody to to do three sets of 12 body weight squats what is that doing for you right unless you are a very, very, very beginner stage of something. And then after that, you can advance. But that's why you're going to 
15, 20 reps. And then on top of that is five sets, right? So that's mm-hmm. why you guys are not, that's why you guys are getting enough volume. You're, you're getting enough reps. And that's why something that is the body weight workouts can actually work for you. Right. But if you were just doing <laughs> what you were doing early on, you know, when you first started, it, it wouldn't work. Your body would just adapt and be like, okay, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, understanding that you have to push yourself. That, that's really the general, the general vibe. Right. You, you have to push yourself. You can't say, well, the paper said this, I'm gonna do this, knowing that your body wasn't pushed. And then right. you go to the next day thinking that your body's gonna develop when you rest. Right. It's not because your body doesn't even need rest because you didn't push it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why the, the rest and recovery is so important. Um, so and, and another big thing with this is buying in, right? You have to fully buy in and commit to the to the program because, again, especially when you're dealing with getting workouts on the app like how we are, the trainer isn't there right with you the whole time, kind of pushing you to you know make sure your your rest time is only thirty seconds, yeah. making sure you're you know, you're, you're using the right amount of weight and the proper weight you're using. So it's really dependent upon you to really push yourself when you're at the gym by yourself, or when you, even if you're at the gym with a friend, uh, it's, it's dependent on you to make sure you're pushing your body and challenging yourself the, to the highest degree possible for you to really get the most out of your workouts. And so you can, like you said, do what's on the paper, and and log it and track it and say I worked out today. You did. You did work out, but did you get the most out of it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like if you're gonna do it, let's do it right. You're already putting in three, four days a week. Let's 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 really uh, focus and give a hard, efficient forty-five minutes to an hour or whatever you're in. Because if you're doing it efficiently, you don't need longer than that that 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, sticking with the body weight thing, uh, you've probably seen people who've had a lot of success when it comes to body weight uh, workouts. You, you would pref- uh, refer to calisthenics. Uh, you guys have probably seen people uh, who'd work out in the parks, whether it be uh, these different groups, uh, bartenders and different stuff like that. Uh, these are people who use pull-up bars and push-ups variations and you don't really see a lot of leg exercises with the calisthenics people though mm. they do squats you know and that keeps their heart rate up and they burn a lot of fat that way in terms of doing high rep squats uh but sometimes there is really really when you when you see that johnny bravo body <laughs> that, that that huge v and maybe the chicken legs you do see that a little bit more in the calisthenics world uh but yeah you can really build up you can build muscle of course there's going to be some nutrition involved in terms of being in a caloric surplus so that you can build. But uh, yeah, you're going to see these guys and they're not doing low reps. If you, if these bartenders and calisthenics guys that use the park and they're doing pull pull ups, muscle ups, uh, variations, chin ups, uh, different types of push-ups you got a uh, pike push-ups got handstand push-ups you got all these different things they're doing high reps they're they're right. doing uh 10 reps or excuse me 10 sets you know they're they're working out and one the one criticism i will give that style of workout is it seems like they work out too long mm. But that could be just kind of like a hobby thing for them to where it just seems like it seems like they're in the park a little long. 
but that that's just my observation. I've never actually participated in anything like that because I really like to get in and out. And, you know, I don't want to do 300 reps of the same exercise every day for every workout. Uh, I know they give some variations in there, but it's only so many uh, pull-up, pull-up, push-up variations you can do. Right. And these guys are strong. These guys Very are strong because – their their core is strong because you are doing, uh, you're controlling your body, mm-hmm. right? And they do play with tempo a lot, which we talked about. So they're working on uh, eccentric portions where they're lowering themselves, and that almost kind of uh, goes into the gymnastics world. Mm-hmm. When you see when you see somebody on the oh. rings oh my or something like that, you're yeah, gonna man. see impressive physiques. Uh, on the rings and different things like that, because it takes a lot and your core is, is strong. <laughs> so yeah, you get that from, from that as well. So, so something, well, something that I noticed while watching these uh, bartenders video, bartenders yeah. with a Z, <laughs> they all have on long pants. <laughs> I'm thinking there's some chicken legs going on. With yeah, these bartenders. Yeah. yeah. I think they skipping leg day out here. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing as many squats as they're doing as, as pull-ups, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think nobody going to the gym in uh, Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the proof is, if you, if you put in the work, you, you can achieve, uh, you, can, you can achieve your goal through a couple different ways, mm-hmm. but they are doing, what is a pull-up? What is a push-up? It's compound lift. Compound lift is is mm-hmm. is still body weight, mm-hmm. but they find different ways to manipulate. Whether they're they're doing incline push ups, uh, like I said, different types of muscle ups, and you know they get really creative and they're doing dips and all those different things. Those you're working a lot of muscles, mm-hmm. so if they get high reps in there and they have a, a nutrition and they have the diet that matches, which is you know we're not really talking diet in this episode, but yeah, you're not going to over tra- you're not going to out train your diet. So anybody mm-hmm. that you see is ripped in the park doing 200 pull-ups, they're matching uh, their their hard work in the training world with the diet world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not eating donuts, probably. No secret eaters out here. <laughs> probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. Uh, so yeah, if you if you are another guy, if you uh, some of our younger listeners probably never heard of him, but there's a guy Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was a standout athlete. Uh, his whole life, I think he even ran. He was a, he was an NFL running back, but when he was at Georgia in college, I believe he ran track as well. Mm. And uh, I mean, still to this day, what is he in his fifties? Mm-hmm. Probably late fifties. He he's still ripped up. He's done some uh, MMA type fighting, but he is famous for his his calisthenics to where he never lifted weights. And this guy played in the NFL. He played, you know. In the SEC, I mean, did did he win a Heisman or something? I'm not sure, but uh, this this is a this is what this was a guy who was the top of his game, and he would do hundreds of push-ups, hundreds of sit-ups, hundreds of uh, the, these different calisthenic exercises, and that was his routine. Oh uh, yeah, Herschel Walker won the Heisman in 1982. 1982. There you yeah. go. See, that was before we were even born. Yeah, man. But, and he still ripped. See, consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this guy was doing thousand dips, thousand squats, thousand, <laughs> and that's time consuming. 
you know, he probably can do them at a fast pace, but still that, that has a long workout. And uh, that's why I would rather have some weights involved. Yeah. <laughs> but he, if he were to, if he were to try to, he couldn't get to that point because he didn't start off doing a thousand. He probably started off doing a hundred and get, got to 500. And then he said, how does my body continue to change? Mm-hmm. I got to I got to increase it. So uh, he, he is a, a person who is pretty much the epitome of, he is the poster boy of calisthenics, Herschel Walker. Oh, well, let's do this. Uh, even though we are only kind of speaking on the actual training aspect, if you are pretty much abusing your body in terms of uh, burning the candle at both ends per se, and you're not getting enough rest, you're not getting enough sleep, you're, not, uh, you're working too hard, and you're not seeing strength gains, then that could be a reason as well. So if you are you know, possibly doing some of these other things right, but you sleep four hours a night, then your body is being taxed all day and it's not being able to recover. Possibly uh, making sure that you're eating enough calories, getting enough sleep, getting enough rest, that will allow you to uh, train smart, not necessarily hard, because if you're working and pushing your body, you do need that rest and recovery. Train smart, not just hard. Yeah, train smart, not just hard. Because the work ethic matters, but you don't want to uh, enter the you don't want to enter the rate of diminishing returns to where you're just working so hard that you're not seeing uh, seeing big gains. Because when it comes to strength and it comes to even things like plyometrics, I can't. What I'm doing right now with with my increase my vertical program and really chasing things. I can't go out and do it every day. I can't right. do, I'm not, I'm not going to do a hundred box jumps every day and think mm-hmm. that I'm going to be able to perform. No, part of the recovery is rest. Part of the recovery is not going to dunk one day, you know, letting my, letting my central nervous system recover. And then when I recover, I'm back stronger. So it's tax, relax, and then get stronger and, and kind of repeat that process. So same thing when it comes to uh, you know, not necessarily, you don't have to be a power lifter, but those same principles do apply to where if you're doing heavy squats, you need to rest, you need to get enough rest, you, and then your body will recover. And then you can enter your training the next day, ready, and your body's ready, not still recovering. Yep. Yeah. So let, let's do a quick wrap up rundown. These are reasons why you're getting minimal results, even though you are weight training. So if you're trying bodybuilding workouts, programs, but you're not consistent with your schedule, meaning that you're spacing out these workouts, maybe you need to find a more appropriate training program, something that is more full body, maybe something that is more for a a general strength, maybe something that's more athletic based, but maybe trying to work out like your favorite a bodybuilder or physique model is probably not going to be best for you if you don't have the same schedule as them mm-hmm. or even the same uh the same drive mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like they got a photo shoot in three months they yeah. working hard you are chilling right. <laughs> you're working from home on quarantine listen listen yes, sir <laughs> there's a different level of pressure uh-huh. Yeah, you're looking forward to that new movie on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You haven't put on pants in three weeks. (laughs) All right. So uh, you, the the next one, 
you're lifting too light. You're not challenging the body to change. You're just just not challenging yourself. So you're lifting too light. You're lifting with too little volume. Uh, You're only doing three sets. You're not moving up. You're not doing four or five steps with your compound lifts. You're going through the motions, meaning you're not getting quality reps. You're not taking advantage of time under tension. Uh, So you really need to work on that. Make sure you're getting those quality reps. You don't train your legs. You're you're, you're chickening out. Ah, I see what I did there. (laughs) Uh Uh, Taste the soup. (laughs) So uh, you're, you're, you're not training legs, especially you fellas. Train your legs. Do squats, do front squats, do lunges, do step-ups. Make sure that you're training your legs because your legs are what moves your body. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, ladies, don't only train legs. It's okay to do things other than squats. Uh, train your upper body. It's not going to make you bulky. It's not your torso will never look like Herschel Walker. Sorry, ladies. It's not going to happen by doing a couple of uh, pull-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, push-ups, lap pull-downs, uh, just whatever the variation. You should be training your back. You should be training, doing pushing and pulling motions, not just arms. Because a lot of times when I say upper body, for, for women, they do think arms. They're not thinking back, chest, which is a compound movement, which the arm is going to be involved anyway. When you do a bench press, your tricep's going to work anyway. When mm-hmm. you're doing a barbell row, your bicep's going to work anyway. But we don't want to only focus on those small isolation, pink dumbbell movements. We don't mm. want that. All right. Then we got uh, deadlifts. You don't deadlift. If you haven't been deadlifting, you need to start. If you don't know how, you need to learn. Uh, and if you are learning, start light and work your way up. These, these are resources, or excuse me, there are resources out there. I'm in the process of creating some. So uh, hopefully that'll be something I can be a person that you can uh, lean on for that. But you should be deadlifting. There are so many variations, whether it be like I described the suitcase deadlift where you're doing only one side, whether that be a kettlebell, uh, a dumbbell, or there's just so many variations of deadlifts that you should be doing to really work the posterior chain of your body so that you can be strong. Like Ernest said, he's alleviated a lot of back pain to where his hamstrings are strong, his glutes are strong. Uh, The load of his weight is not being taken, is is not being loaded on his lower back. Mm -hmm. All right. And then body weight exercise. If you're only relying on body weight exercises, you need to do more reps. You need to find ways to uh, progress and make things harder. If you're doing body weight stuff and you can do 50 squats without uh, taking a break, maybe you need to try to do a pistol squat. If you can't do a pistol squat, maybe just sit back, touch your butt to the bench, then come back up. But now you're using one leg or you're doing uh, just different things. If you're doing push-ups and you're able to do, depending on who you are, 20 to 50 push-ups in a row, then maybe we need to do some diamond push-ups or do some feet elevated push-ups. And then when you get stronger at those, then you need to do more reps. Mm-hmm. You need to do 10, 15, 20 reps, whatever, if that's all you have access to, because you need to push your body to, uh, to change. There needs to be a new stimulus. Yeah. Those pike, these pike push-ups really got me, uh, got them shoulders feeling, uh, <laughs> man, I'll be like, huh, these pike push, these pike pushes are tough, but I'm getting them though. I'm getting them. Yeah. This has been episode 11. Hopefully this helps you clean up 
some of the things that you, uh, this helps you clean up some of your shortcomings possibly uh, within your own training so that you can really maximize that hour, 45 minutes, 90 minutes, however long you're in the gym, but we want to maximize that. So if you can really work on these things and add them to your program, or just maybe you've realized that your program is inefficient, then maybe uh, this will help you going forward. We don't want you guys wasting your time. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Time is precious. There we go. Uh, all right. So that's been another episode of Stronger Inside. Till next time. We out. Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness.